joining us on our very first episode of the Sports Half. The Sports Half is where three passionate sports fans discuss the hottest topics in sports. The offsides, the free hits and the oohs and ahs of sports all around the world. And add to this quite a bit of banter as well. I am Sanjay and joining us on the Sports Half are our two extremely handsome co-hosts. You have to take my word for it. Our first co-host was born on the shores of Udupi under a jackfruit tree, Rakshit Acharya. But the team this year in Syria has to be a plant. Look at the goals they've scored. They've scored 93 goals. How are you doing, Rakshit? I'm doing fine and I'm very excited about this. Let's get cracking, bro. And our next co-host, he loves mangoes, he loves Pink Floyd and he just loves sports. Introducing Nikhil Shridhar. This 19-year-old kid has 44 goals and 10 assists. That's 54 goal contributions in 40 years, which is unbelievable. Hello, Sanjay. Hello, Rakshit. Hi, Nikhil. What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Uh, enjoying all the sports that's uh, been back after the yeah. lockdown, uh, yeah. especially football. Uh, we, we've had so much of action, so much to talk about. Uh, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Pretty much feels like a luxury, doesn't it, having football every day on TV? I know, right? Like Before, we used to have it once a week and we used to be excited for that. Now, now it's every day and it just doesn't stop. I swear, man. Since this is our first episode and we might have listeners who don't really know who we are. So just quickly, let's try to get through how how, how we kind of know each other and why, why, why have we even started this podcast? Rakshit, what do you think? Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. So I think the foundation for this podcast uh, arises from our deep love for sports, uh, not just football. We are like every time we meet, we mostly talk about sports. You know, something that we start, we talk every day, day in and day out. Uh, why not put it uh, on a bigger, uh, on, a, on, a, on a platform where we can get in touch with a bigger audience and, you know, feed off their opinions as well and give some of our own. And, you know, let's get something started here, man. Absolutely. Let's start a community. Yes, right? exactly. And and it goes without saying that, hey, we don't know everything about everything. So, yeah, let's all learn off each yes, other. Yes, exactly. That, I think, is the ultimate dream for this podcast. Yeah, I think that is perfectly put by Rakshit. Uh, we are just going to put it up on a platform where it's not just the three of us, but any anyone who likes sports, likes talking about it, can get involved. That's pretty exciting. But to start off with our first episode, uh, which is episode one, it feels pretty good to say episode one. Uh, we, I think it's best we talk about uh, football since we are diehard football, uh, diehard and passionate football fans. And there's so much been going around in the world of football across uh, all the European leagues. So, you know, I think that's the perfect way it to is. start. So let's begin. It is. Let, let us. The, the first question is... Um... And this is from a diehard fan of our podcast. The first question has come from uh, Sanjay Nalamaru. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that's too cheesy. Uh, Nikhil, what has been what has been happening uh, across the European leagues? Yeah, so across the European leagues, once uh, once yeah, once the lockdown uh, was announced, there was a lot of speculation as to what was going to happen uh, to all the leagues, major leagues, whether they were going to get scrapped. 
whether there's going to be a winner, whether teams are going to get relegated or not. And it was all a big speculation. And then slowly, one by one, all the leagues came out. And the first league to give an announcement, I think, was the French league, which is the league it one. It was, wasn't it? And uh, they had announced, yeah, they had announced that we, uh, they weren't going to play any remaining fixtures, and that PSG were going to be announced. The PSG were going to be the champions for this season, for the 2021 season. Yeah. And I think we all know that whether the league was going to be played or not, PSG were anyway champions. <laughs> uh, I don't see any other team in that league competing for the title in the next probably yeah. 30, 40 years, if I may say so. <laughs> you know, at the start of every season, they should give the title to PSG, let them celebrate, and then let everybody else play their <laughs> matches to decide second to last. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think That's absolutely perfect. What do you think, Rakshit? It remains to be seen what the other teams are planning or what the French Football League is planning to do about this because the more and more we talk about it, the more yeah. uh, obvious it becomes that they do not yeah. have a strong contender apart yeah. from PSG. It, it's quite apparent why. Uh, all the money that's coming in from uh, Qatar. So as long as uh, a country is going to own... PSG, uh, you know, unless another country starts owning maybe, uh, I don't know, Lyon or uh, AS Monaco. Yeah. Until that happens, France League is just going to be PSGs. Yes. Uh, what What's up with France's relegation system? Are these teams relegated? I have no clue. No. <laughs> <laughs> France's highest administrative court has confirmed the Ligue 1 season will end early as planned, but suspended the relegation of Amiens and Toulouse. The league was cancelled in April oh. on a points-per-game basis with PSG named champions. And League 2 sides, Lorient and Lens promoted. Oh, so they're going to be playing a 22-game season. True. Yeah, correct. So That's nice. that adds that that adds to the load of uh, PSG in their quest to win Champions League. But just talking about PSG uh, now, since uh, the, they haven't started the league again, but they have come back and they played two uh, friendlies. One which they won nine nil, and the other one which they won seven nil. So I think that's all we <laughs> need to know about PSG. Yeah, <laughs> absolute demolition. Yeah. Um, so moving on from uh, the Fra- the French league, with which has nothing much to talk about other than PSG, let's let's move on to something more exciting. What about the Bundesliga, Rakshad? What's what's happening in Bundesliga? What happened in Bundesliga? Well, the Bundesliga ended a couple of weeks back, if I'm not wrong, with the FC Bayern Munich uh, lifting the league. Uh, nothing surprising there, except uh, they did slip this season in the beginning. And I remember they were somewhere around fourth or fifth with Borussia Dortmund uh, uh, winning all their games. It looked like uh, we were in for an exciting season, but uh, Dortmund seemed to fade out towards the second half of the season, which again uh, resulted in a league victory for the Munich side. Yeah. Before the lockdown, uh, before the games were suspended, Haaland was on fire. And uh, I definitely thought that he could keep it going and 
you know keep on scoring but he he kind of faded out after after the restart didn't he did he really fade out i i think he, yeah he did, he did score, score a brace in one of the games but uh, i don't know man how old is he 17 he is 19 he is 19 oh his his statistics It's... are unbelievable i think even though bayern munich won the league But this boy has just taken the whole lead by so. He has not just the league, but the whole footballing world. So his stats, Haaland's stats. If you shall I pull out? Please do. Okay, so here are the stats. Uh, so uh, Haaland has played across one, two, three, four, five uh, leagues. So in the DFB Pokal, he has one appearance, one goal. in the uh, OFB cup i'm not sure not sure what that means he has two appearances and four goals coming to the champions league he has uh, eight appearances 10 goals and one assist uh and uh, i think in the austrian bundesliga where he played with rb salzburg for the first half of the season uh, 14 appearances 16 goals six assists and then uh, coming to the uh, German Bundesliga 15 appearances 13 goals 3 assists which is mental because if you add them up in a total appearances of 40 this 19 year old kid has 44 goals and 10 assists ha that's 54 goal contributions in 40 games which is unbelievable unbelievable and to think that this includes the Bundesliga it includes the Champions League that that system is yeah I think he just overshadowed uh, whatever Bayern Munich had done for the season. Yeah. No one even cared towards the end of it. Another exciting team from the Bundesliga RB Leipzig but uh, without their star man next season I don't know what their Yeah. Yeah, with Werner going to Chelsea it's going to be interesting to see. I, yeah. I think I don't think they have signed anyone as a replacement yet. But what RB Leipzig is very successfully doing is it's scouting some of the youngest young and you know promising players and developing them into like really good and solid players true 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 uh in fact in fact one of their center backs uh can be opa is is quite diet yeah opa mecano opa mecano yeah opa mecano i hope we got his name right i think he's being i think opa mecano is being scouted by a lot of premier league teams a lot of premier league teams correct he's been linked with real madrid as well but how much water that holds who knows and yeah every player is linked to real madrid <laughs> yeah so, and united <laughs> yeah but talking about young teams the, the dortmund team was pretty special you have we had uh, sancho they had haaland uh, they had thogenazar they had uh, julian brand oh how good is he man they had marco royce who was getting back yeah julian brand is such a, such an exciting, exciting team they had. then they team. played pretty fantastic achraf hakimi and uh, even the yeah hakimi on the right wing back and left wing back was your rafael guerrero so it was a pretty they played pretty well i watched a few of their games they were pretty exciting team to watch a very fast football and so on about goals with them i think sancho stole the show in in pre pre lockdown in each game that he yeah, yeah pre lockdown he was fantastic oh, his touch you can see his movements yeah. his touches the way he gets past his players and his markers uh, i can't wait for him to start at united yeah of course <laughs> uh, i think he'll fit right into that uh, right winger role 
Yeah. Let's all hope it happens soon. Well, what do we have next? Wait, uh, before we move on, quick uh, quick topic bit about Borussia Dortmund. Um, Jude Bellingham has just signed. If oh yeah, I'm not sure. If oh, did he been, sign? I'm not sure if it is official, but it's all okay. almost. If it is not official yet, it's almost confirmed that uh, he's signing for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, unofficially confirmed. Sixteen-year-old wonder kid, uh, Jude. Sixteen-year-old wonder kid who can play anywhere across the field. That that's what I have heard of him. Yeah, anywhere on the midfield is what. So let I just pulled out uh, stats of Jude okay. Bellingham. I mean, I don't think we should go by stats, but so Jude Bellingham, sixteen-year-old boy who plays for the championship team, uh, which team? Birmingham City. Birmingham City. City yeah. So Birmingham, Birmingham City. But uh, stats-wise, not that great. 39 appearances, 4 goals and 3 assists. But uh, the fact that a 16-year-old kid has played has, has, has 39 appearances in a championship team that has so many games, I think that proves why the likes of uh, Dortmund and United were after yeah. this game. And championship is not an easy league to play in. It's yeah. one of the most physical uh, leagues. Agreed. And... One of the most physical leagues and uh, they have uh, loads of games throughout the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a championship, it's more of a test of your uh, physical and mental abilities than your technical skills, which with Jude Bellingham is has loads of technical skills. So, uh, having this championship experience at a young age and succeeding at it, who knows? Who knows what this guy, what this kid is going to become? Future United legend, maybe. Uh, we have we have many future <laughs> United legends. Let's hope where one of them does eventually become one. So, yeah, La Liga, Real Madrid has just, uh, just a couple of days ago, they have clinched the La Liga title. I think uh, that is it's a pretty good thing. Uh, Zidane has worked his magic oh, yeah. on the squad. Uh, we didn't expect uh, them to win anything post-Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's done what, what Zidane does. I think uh, if we talk about uh, La Liga, there are only two topics we can talk about is how Real Madrid have come back and how Barcelona have gone down. Mm-hmm. So when we speak about Real Madrid and their signings, they had got uh, Luka Jovic and they got Eden Hazard, which uh, everyone thought both of them were going to be successful is what everyone thought. Correct. But uh, unfortunately, Hazard was out with a lot of injuries and Luka Jovic, I'm not sure if he was out with injury or he just didn't perform well. He just well. didn't perform well, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Zidane realized quickly that he's not going to get the goal output for what uh, he got previously. But uh, I think he managed that with uh, very well with uh, how he played his midfielders and defenders. I think uh, Cruz, Modric and Casemiro, as instrumental as they were in those three back-to-back Champions League winning seasons, they were very instrumental for uh, Real Madrid this season. Raksha, talk about Barcelona, dude. Barcelona. Well, where do we start? Uh, it's been a series of errors uh, that the board and the management has made that has finally resulted in this, uh, resulted in one of their best players ever, Lionel Messi, calling them out directly in one of the recent uh, post-match interviews. Uh, he's clearly not happy. He's not a happy person. Even his reaction after he scored a free kick just showed how frustrated he is. Well, none of their signings have worked, for that matter. If you can count in Coutinho, yeah. Dembele, 
Griezmann. They Griezmann. got Griezmann. They got a Griezmann. Yes, yeah. a World Cup winner, and they bring him on in the 90th minute in a match against Atletico Madrid, <laughs> where they are the score was two two, I believe. Right. And they very badly needed that victory, but uh, I don't know what's been going on there. I think it's time they take a hard look at the way they've been doing things and try to keep their best player with them until he can play. Yeah, I don't see Messi leaving Barcelona ever because he's he's the, he's one of their own. True, very but, true. But yeah, it's really sad to see a club like them, you know, like Messi calling them out. And you can see there were a few clips of uh, the of the halftime talk where Messi wasn't even giving giving a shit as to what his coach was saying, and he was just even the saying. coach man. Uh, this guy hasn't won anything as such. They just got him in saying that his style suits the way Barcelona has played. I think uh, they. I think they're going to get in Xavi. Yeah, as isn't he there? Uh, you, you really team. big push. No, he's he's right now coaching a Qatar uh, team in Qatar or okay, the Qatar okay, okay. national team also. I'm not I sure. thought he's involved with the U team as of now. So, no. So he. Uh, I re- I remember he just signed another uh, for another year. Uh, he's extended his contract with his current team. So maybe we won't see Xavi in the 21-22 season. Sorry, 2021 season, but uh, yeah, let's see what Barcelona does. I hope they get their shit. Yeah, together. but but hey, the contract lengths have never stopped clubs approaching a player or a coach, especially Xavi and uh, Barcelona. Things yeah, open that's up, right. then, uh, yeah, you never know. If things open up, then Xavi will be in Barcelona. And I think there's a very uh, different situation there, the political atmosphere with the whole Catalonia separation that has been going on for quite a few years now. The, the board seems to be making decisions that will help them win the elections and that this thing. It's very, it's a very complicated right. affair. Uh, now we go towards the Seria. Seria, Seria, Seria. What's been going on in the Seria? I think they have a, their title race still on. Not decided yeah, yet. That's a very interesting title race. Uh, looks like I think Juventus you, you, you yeah. is eventually going to clinch it. Uh, yeah, Juventus is just going to pull through, but uh, you never know. So, if we see the table, uh, Juventus is leading with uh, 77 points. Inter are second with 71 and Atlanta third with 70. So, and they have, each team has four games in hand. So, I don't really see Juventus slipping up. Right. So, what happened in the beginning of the season was... The Manchester United B team that is playing in Syria, they started really well. <laughs> they started really well. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are doing pretty well. I, I uh, remember Ashley Young has scored at least three or four goals for him. Yeah, man. Lukaku is on fire. Lukaku is absolutely on fire. He has already made a record of with his inter, the number of goals he scored for Inter. I think is the most number of goals in a uh, Serie A season for Inter. So that's Lukaku. That's pretty amazing. Alexis Sanchez is well. Alexis Sanchez. I mean, he's given a few assists here. <laughs> no, apparently he's doing well in the last few games, and Inter really want to keep him. That's brilliant. I'm not sure about uh, Inter wanting to keep him, especially because of his wages. Alexis Sanchez is on four hundred and fifty thousand euros per week. Well, he's not going to play for United. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's on 450,000 a week, out of which 175,000 is being paid. Yeah, for. and just to put that into perspective, 
Bruno Fernandes is getting paid hundred thousand uh, pounds per week compared to Sanchez's one seventy five that United is paying for him to play for Inter. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. It's a pretty, it's the most complicated thing that's going that's going on with United. We don't know whether I don't think any team wants him because yeah. he isn't performing. Plus his wages are uh, mad, and I don't know. Uh, also, the other United player doing de- decently well is uh, Chris Smalling. It's Chris Smalling, yeah. They are in the fifth place. They they might or might not get into Champions League. But uh, their fifth behind yeah, it looks hard, man. Yeah, Lazio is on 69 points and Roma is on 57. So, that's a 12-point lead. So, that might but not he's, happen. He's been really good for Roma, especially in the first yeah, 10, 12 games. Yeah. yeah, I think they they really like him. I think the news around his transfer is that they want to keep him on loan for mm. another season and then buy him next season, <laughs> which I wouldn't mind as a United fan. It's absolutely all right. I think if he get to sell him for... 12 to 15 million, that's a win. Would you would you take uh, Smalling back into United if you had the chance? No, bro. I think we are on to something else here at Manchester United. And uh, Smalling, although he might have had a recent resurgence in his form and things are looking good for him, uh, I don't think he fits in Oli's scheme of things. But the team this year, this year in Syria has to be Atlanta, man. To come to that, yeah. The amount yeah. of goals, the amount of goals they've been scoring, oh. the kind of football they've played. Look at the goals they've scored. They've scored 93, 93. goals and they've conceded like around 43. And all of their forwards have scored like more than 10 goals. Easily. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I, I had no idea about uh, Atlanta doing so well. Yeah, they've been playing a very different band, brand of football and uh, it's very exciting to watch that too coming out of Serie A, which is supposed to be like one of the most defensively stronger leagues, right? These guys, Atlanta can be, Atlanta is probably a dark horse for the Champions League. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love to see Atlanta win the Champions League. They're going to be a PSG, the eternal chokers of Champions League. I'm certainly excited. Uh, anything to talk about from Juventus' point of view? No, Juventus is like, a, what do you call that? Self-cleaning oven, you can say. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> it's a team that runs on autopilot, man. They they have something about them that keeps them running throughout. And they're going to win. I mean, they have won the last eight uh, league titles, if I'm not wrong. So, it's getting boring seeing them lift the title year after year. But hey, it's Ronaldo. I would love him to win every title that he can. Juventus is probably going to win their uh, ninth con- consecutive championship. Yeah, and it's not a surprise also. So, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, statistics uh, for those Ronaldo fans all around, uh, all across the country and the world, if you're listening to us and if you'd like to know his stats, it's here there. So, Cristiano Ronaldo in the Serie A this season, 29 appearances, 28 goals and 6 assists. That's 34 goal contributions. He's showing absolutely no signs of slowing down. At the age of 35, he's been brilliant. At the age of 35, he's been absolutely brilliant. What a beast. I think think strong contenders to win the Champions League. I wouldn't say strong, but they are good. Actually, I never think of Juventus as Champions League winners. 
somehow they always lack in one area of the pitch. True, very true. Uh, so maybe Ronaldo can help them this time. The, his partnership with Dybala mm-hmm. looks and strong. it's not just they both seem to have a good. It's not just the technical mm-hmm. bit that he brings in with his goals or assists. It's the whole man motivation thing that he brings into the team. Yeah, he is a mentality monster. Yeah, so. man. Like for example, their turnaround against uh, Atletico last season in the Champions League. Oh, what a game! Yeah, what a man. He scored simply came scored a hat. Yeah, he just walked in there. He's, he told the press after the game that, you know, there's still another half of the uh, fixture to go. go, And he shows up there, he scores a hat-trick and he does it for his team. Yeah, but as much as you say that Ronaldo does this, does that, I think for them to win the Champions League, he definitely needs his whole team. And I think that's one thing where Juventus lack, where not everyone is on the same level. You saw with Real Madrid, like the whole team, and they won three titles. The whole team were you yeah, know, they were at their peak, they were yeah. Strong throughout. I think that's one thing with uh, Juventus is even though you have Ronaldo, but somewhere here or there, uh, just to go and clinch yeah. that title of the Champions League, they lack. Uh, Juventus as a club, they they don't like spending too much. They they try to get these players who have maybe a couple of years left in them, a couple of years of peak performance left in them, and they have to try to get in the right people at the right time and all at the same time, which is where they kind of uh, falter in maybe winning the Champions League, right? Yeah, I think if they go for one star signing next season, they can definitely go on for the go, challenge for the Champions League. One star signing probably in midfield, I think they are sorted. They have Dybala and Ronaldo and Higuain is doing pretty alright. I think the, as a front three, they are fine. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to more interesting interesting topics. Well, I mean, depends on uh, which club you support. But, um, well, the Premier League, it's done and dusted in terms of who's who has won the league. But it is not at all done and dusted when it comes to hmm. talking about the top four and the relegation. I really do not want to talk about who won the league because I do not like them. I do not give a shit about them. Was there a Liverpool. winner this year at all? Hmm. So, they, that's, did they even win? Like, Do you consider this as a win? I mean, you played half the season, half the season with three subs, the rest half the season with five subs. Half the season with a water break, rest half the season with a water break. I mean, why would you like to win a title? Screw it. <laughs> I mean, having you know, having said that, having said that, they made it look really easy, didn't they? Ah, uh, they did. They did. They dominate. I I don't think I've seen a dom- such a dominating Premier League side since a very long density, but yeah, <laughs> very very long. But there was something about this Liverpool team, man. They were just unstoppable in their own sense. I think when you say there was something about this Liverpool team, it all boils down to their structure. They knew how to play each game without giving a shit about their opponents. They had their own style. They knew that no matter who their opponent is, if they play their football, they're going to play yeah. the game which they did. They absolutely perfected the the Klopp way of the Klopp philosophy of playing. I wouldn't call it a philosophy because it was just uh, Van Dijk pinging long balls to Mane and Salah and or Robertson and Trent and then crossing the ball to the box and you have yeah, someone but, to put it in. No, that's that is the if that if you call that a club. No, no, no. I mean, that, look, there's more to more to the game than just pinging the ball. They <laughs> the way they control. Yeah, the, the way they control the game from start to finish, 
always creating chances never giving the opportunity to the opposition to you know have a clear cut chance on goal they they didn't look defensively they looked always solid uh, thanks to van dyke maybe yeah, yeah defensively they were solid unfazed unfazed and, and those guys those wing backs well i think i think it's enough speaking about liverpool yeah i mean okay last we have given them the respect so that they deserve just one last one last topic <laughs> uh their wing backs yeah. uh, robertson and alexander arnold uh, i uh, my personal opinion uh, biased you can call it but i prefer van bissaka over trent okay you're stirring up the pot here yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's a very 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 biased opinion but uh, yeah trent has his offensive uh, things but he that's a, uh, he puts in about thousand crosses a game and one goes in one gets into it. yeah i i agree if, if van bissaka can put in thousand crosses <laughs> a game i'm pretty sure marshall would make him one of i kind of agree with you because i'm a united fan but i can hear all the liverpool fans who are listening to this podcast uh, breaking their phones well you know what i think of you <laughs> no we love you guys uh, i want you guys to listen to the podcast <laughs> we are going to yeah if you're listening please uh, share <laughs> we're going to be unbiased please share <laughs> absolutely unbiased yeah i mean trent is he's revolutionized that uh, right back role if you can say so uh, the way he bombs forward and all that it's it's a pretty it's something we haven't seen uh, in a right back we usually see them just you know overlapping and all that but he, trent he puts is, in the early right cross something something mm-hmm. new Yeah, early cross. Early cross into the far post, and Mane or somebody, Robertson or somebody or the other is always Mane or Robertson is always there. there. And say, I think Robertson is the best left back in the world. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree to that. There's there's no debate. There's no debating. I agree. Yeah, but but hey, that's a but yeah, he is a cocky little cocky little boy. Uh okay that I think yeah now you're right Nikhil that's just too much of Liverpool for me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Are uh, we even going to talk about Man City Let us let's talk about Man City Worst worst ever title let's, defense Let's talk about Man City but let's talk about what kind of cheating pieces of shit they are Oh yeah cheaters Man City and the bloody cheating uh they don't deserve it today What they, the they do deserve is a two year Champions League ban Which has been lifted because of uh, exactly because, because of clause because of the scums in the UEFA because, because of the clauses in uh, UEFA's rule book. Well, uh, can you could you please expand on that? Um. Okay. Let's talk about FFP, right? Uh, I just did a quick uh, Google search of FFP, yeah. and it says fresh frozen plasma. <laughs> Does anybody need fresh frozen <laughs> plasma? <laughs> 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 I think the Al Qaeda might be <laughs> hold on, dude. We are going to need it, bro. So, okay, scenes. I I don't I know. That's where plasma is. Yeah, back to football. Anyway, uh, back so to football. The I don't know every minute detail of what the FFP says, but essentially, what the FFP boils down to is that a club cannot spend more than it makes, and. Uh, they can spend about 5 million more but really 5 million what is 5 million in today's day and age especially in the bigger leagues now uh, let's talk about city yeah 
they have consciously tried to bend the ffp rules to their advantage which is why they were imposed with a two year ban right so coming to that ban we knew that you know the uefa is very you know you just give them you put money into their pockets and they're going to uh, they're going to vouch mm. for you and now since they have done that and what they've done is uh, not, not only uplifted their ban but they've given them a fine of 10 million dollars so my question is if they haven't done anything wrong and you don't ban them then why fine them and if they if you fine them that means they've done something wrong and they don't deserve to play very well said nikam okay so mm-hmm. the reason yeah. man city was banned in the first place was because their annual city shirt sponsorship the shirt is sponsored by etihad uh, according to the books the funding was as huge as 67.5 million uh, pounds okay uh, but what what has been uh, revealed through leaked emails is that 8 million of that sponsorship actually came from etihad whereas the rest came from mans okay. uh, sheikh mansoor's own company the abu dhabi united group okay so out of 67.5 mm-hmm. million that was given as shirt sponsorship according to the books it says etihad gave it but whereas the reality is etihad mm-hmm. gave just 8 million and the rest yeah. 55.5 million was given by by the it was just injected saying this is the sponsorship this is how they tried to break the ffp rules which they did they did technically they did break it right you had to put did. in your own money you're supposed to i mean that that 55 million should have been accounted for which wasn't everybody agrees that city broke the rules cas the governing yeah. body which lifted the ban agrees that they broke the rules uefa agrees that they broke the rules and city says maybe we have broken the rules <laughs> but pep doesn't think so pep says they haven't done anything wrong has he has he said that yeah he has come out he said it in multiple interviews whenever the question was asked whether of what's oh, going to be so city's wrong. future regarding the ban he's he said that uh, we haven't done anything wrong there's no reason to ban us and then again after once the decision was uplifted he said that well i was saying it all along we haven't done anything wrong but pep unfortunately is so very wrong because uh, the reason city's ban was lifted Uh, is not because it was found that they did not do any wrong what was actually found uh, mm-hmm. was that what city did was wrong but it was 5 years before the uh, ban was uh, imposed on city but according to ufr's own rules uh, the rules of ffp state that any wrong doing cannot be punished after 5 uh, years of it happening this is this is the statue oh. of limitation wow um uh, well that's very that's very convenient on ufa's part right? so if they say that uh, there's no wrong doing uh, you have done wrong in the previous 5 years so are they just going to get just going to get away with it but that's how statue of limitations works yeah so i mean then the fa should take action and strip them of those two titles which they won yeah years. the english fa right so city is still under yeah the, the english city, city is still under investigation uh, by the english fa but according to the ufa um, you know uh, investigation they are not banned anymore and they are fined 10 million they are fined 10 million because they were found guilty of obstructing justice they were they were trying to hide 
they were they were not collaborating with the investigation which is why they were fined 10 million um but but essentially they they just got away with murder what a fantastic finale we are lined up for on sunday man literally licking my lips i'm nervous <laughs> as hell i'm yes as a united fan definitely nervous as hell but uh, i don't know watching this premier league table it's just amazing it's mad isn't it like you you watch the game united as a united fan you watch the game and we lo- we it feels like a loss even though we it certainly felt like top. a loss yes it felt like a loss and even though we are third on the table it doesn't feel that good it doesn't feel like we're third yes exactly that's very it's so weird and the premier league game itself we know that liverpool is a champion and we know city is got the second shot and we also know that norwich is going down and probably burnmouth too but apart from that everything else is there to be played for even the europa yeah. league spots even the the champions league spots of course and who's going down that yeah. is a big question with watford and aston villa most exciting last game week in a long time yes definitely i think the last time the last game of the season was so exciting was when uh, that aguero moment aguero yeah happened <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sanjay, please come back. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it feels nice, but I'm hella nervous. Hella nervous. You know, I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to find uh, a stat about how many days we have been in the top four this entire season. We we haven't been in the top four. I think we were in September, probably for a bit. Yeah. Way back in September, though, then we all went on. I think till fourteenth or twelfth place. Yeah, we were fourteenth. Yeah, I remember we were fourteenth at one point. Now, just one point I'm going to put forward here, which is, which baffles me, is this is United's lowest point total ever in the. Are you serious? <laughs> And you're finishing third. <laughs> oh wow! How mad is really? It? Yeah, we got sixty-five with Moisey, and we are on sixty-three right now. Whew. So Moise Moise's season was our lowest ever. I know we are comparing points here but uh, subjectively speaking looking back at the season yeah subjectively other teams have been shit. No also we we had so many injuries this this season. Yeah uh, we did not have our best 11 until after the lockdown, lockdown ended. Yeah absolutely absolutely. We played majority of the season without Pogba. We played some of the season without Rashford. We played some of the season without Without Marshall, the entire reason we wanted to bring uh, Igalo in was because at that point of time, we didn't mm. have we didn't have any strikers. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have Marshall. We didn't have uh, Rashford. So how was how was the game against West Ham? Did you guys watch it? Yeah, did watch it. Why? I was frustrated watching it. We showed good promise in the first twenty minutes. Played well. We had. two shots in the first 3 minutes i think uh, mason had a shot in the first minute or second minute so that was a promising start uh, west ham played like how moyes plays during the usual <laughs> two blocks of four uh, yeah. in their defensive line and usually we have seen united penetrate these kind of teams uh, post lockdown but i think uh, the whole team is so tired and overplayed where i have a few questions about the team selection itself right now Uh, well, if you we, if we if you take uh, the FA Cup match as an example, yeah, or the West Ham match for example, what was Timothy Fosu Mensah doing on the starting line? I heard 
Van Bissaka had a knock, but then you bring him on in the 45th minute. I think that is a waste of a substitution if you're yeah. bringing someone on in the 45th minute uh, despite not starting them saying they got a knock. Well, you say waste of a substitution, but Ole made only two subs. The <laughs> yes, that's my second point. How do you expect a striker to come in in the 75th minute? Is that when Igalo came in? 80th, if I'm not wrong. 80th minute. That is too less time to have any kind of impact. I mean, Ole has been a super sub and all that. But uh, it's just not how it works. I to believe. expect the same out yeah. of uh, our super sub, I don't think that's fair either. <laughs> I think uh, that boils down to Ole not trusting the bench and also sending a strong message to the board saying, look, our bench is shit. Our first eleven is pretty good. You got to invest in the bench. You got we got to get depth. We are not going to challenge for any league title, be it the Europa, the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, with a bench of um, uh, Lingard, Mata, Pereira, and maybe McTominay and Fred can do bits and pieces here and there. But uh, we need good. No, McTominay and Fred are, are really good uh, players to have on the bench. Uh, yeah, I I think that I think we are sorted in the midfield area. Uh, for the first time since, uh, um, I don't know, 2005. <laughs> because I, <laughs> because we didn't have a good midfield even during the last years of uh, Sir Alex. So, we, yeah, well, we didn't have a good midfield, but they always did the job. Anderson, we had Carrick. We had Cleverly. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, when Ole saw how gassed out Matic or Bruno, or even Popa for that matter, looked. Couldn't he have gone towards game management and realized that, you know, I'd rather take them off right now than keep them on and, you know, force them into a mistake which might cost us the game? Because I saw Matic uh, play in the second half. There was a period, brief period of 10 or 15 minutes where he was taking three or four touches before passing the ball. He was was marching into West Ham players and giving them fouls and areas where they could get a decent delivery into the box and we all know how shaky yeah. everyone gets when we have a set piece to deal with. It also comes down to having your best 11 on the field just so that even if you get half a chance, you give these guys half a chance, they're going to do something with it. I don't know. I don't I don't really agree with that. You know, yeah, sure, you give them a half, half a chance, then they're going to take it. But after 70 minutes of football, it was clear that West Ham was not going to give you half a chance just like that. True. Uh, unless you're lucky, right? You need to create your own luck. And for that, you needed a little bit of fresh energy into the team where fresh legs who can run at the defense or do something different. Because we, we are doing the same thing again and again without uh, any success. And it infuriates me. Honestly, it infuriates me when, when I look at uh, our substitute bench and see that, okay, can we at least bring on Igalo, Daniel James, uh, these guys on a little bit early? Get some, you know, fresh energy into the team. But until the 80th minute, he waits to get Igalo in. And he makes two substitutions with three days to go for one of the most crucial matches of the season. He, we can see that the players are tired. He comes into the press conference and says that, you know, we have to do a lot of game management off the pitch. He, he said that. He said yeah. that the players are working on their fitness a lot off the pitch so that they can be ready for the games. 
I think when he says that uh, they are working on their match fitness, it's just your first team. He's saying that, you know, no matter how much these guys play, I'm going to play them because they're bloody fit, which is definitely not the case. We can see it. But I think he's, in on one hand, he's doing this just to tell uh, Ed Woodward that you've got to invest. Like, this is not yeah. going to happen. I see your point. So, Igalo is your... And that's not going to happen to Dan James as well. He's just, he's, Dan James is just going to run if he gets a pass to him. So, I feel like you can at least... Bring a different dynamic with uh, Daniel yeah. James. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. But yeah. I, I get your point. I get your point. We don't have the players on the bench uh, for us to yeah. make an impact. Uh, what do you guys think about Pogba's uh, mistake for the penalty? Handball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. It was funny, but I don't know. I don't have an opinion on it. It's a natural reaction. Everyone did say it. It's a natural reaction. You don't have such players in the wall in the first place. I think uh, someone's going to be a little scared of a black eye <laughs> and how that would look on their Instagram. You don't you simply don't keep them in the wall, man. That's as simple as that. So, well, that puts us in third. That game puts us in third. Which is brilliant. Surprisingly, yeah, we are third. Well-deservedly. Which is very nice. Uh, <laughs> I see, you say well deservedly, <laughs> but <laughs> absolutely, we deserve to be first. But uh, for some reason, this year just seems to be really off. Like yeah. <laughs> everything that shouldn't happen is happening. So, <laughs> yeah. So did you guys catch the Chelsea Liverpool game? A mad game. What a mad game of football! Beautiful. The goals, the goals that were scored, Nabi Keita with that strike, what a strike. Oh, what, what a strike. Off the crossbar into the goal. And then Trent, I hate Trent. I hate him so much. But he just has <laughs> that what a right leg, man. I like but the angle at which he approaches the ball when he's taking the yeah, free kick. His you know, shape when he is like, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Just that side on pose. Did you just say Beckham? Yeah, yeah bro. Trent, come on. Bro, you He's look at his... Only the run-up, only the run-up. No, I'm not saying the end Just, product, the run-up. Yeah, the shape right, which okay. he gets for the okay, free okay. kick. It reminds you of how David Beckham used to take his kicks. But yeah, a brilliant goal, man. What a goal. Did you see Lampard <laughs> taking on yeah. Klopp? Lampard is just a shit Khalid Jamal, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> For our uh, non-Indian football listeners, uh, you'd have to wait for uh, episode number two to know who <laughs> Kalit Jamil is. Kalit Jamil is the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think Lampard is being a baby. You would expect your uh, team that's won the league in 30, for the first time in 30 years to do a bit of banter. There's no need for Lampard to react like that and tell them, tell him to... This kind of tells me that this is one of the reasons why uh, Chelsea is not going to finish in the top four. <laughs> yeah, with that attitude, no? Yeah, they are just they're just a shit club. Yeah, they're shit. For all you Chelsea fans listening, your shit deal with but, it. But uh, please do listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if we want United fans, Chelsea is Chelsea is okay club. They're okay. And their attack looks amazing. I mean, with yeah, their such... attack looks good. Pulisic is, he looks, he looks very good. He what a like game changer, bro. Every time he had the ball and he was running at Liverpool's defence, I had a feeling he's going to do something out of it and he did that twice. He's a real 
star in the making i would yeah, say yeah definitely he's going to be he's going to be one to look out for next season and it's pretty scary when you think of the signings that they have made for the next season well, let's talk about the wolves how well wolves have a game they have to win against chelsea if they want europa league next season and i think they have to work cut out for them against a team like chelsea especially a game that is going to be played in chelsea's backyard wolves is abs has been playing really well in the last 4 uh, 5 fixtures they are extremely solid i think they have kept uh, three clean sheets wait let me check that clean sheet conceded against burnley clean sheet everton lost against okay not really clean sheet clean sheet but they have kept a lot of clean sheets mm-hmm. and i'm i'm just waiting for ruben neves to strike one now from 30 yards out man i mean he does that once every year I don't know. If not now, when? <laughs> <laughs> If not now, when? Let's go, Ruben. Uh, yeah. So, what were you saying, Sanjay? If I was saying, Chelsea. if I were a Chelsea fan, and God forbid I ever be a Chelsea fan, uh, I would be really, really worried that I'm playing Wolves on the last on the last uh, game of the season uh, with so much on the line. Wolves mm-hmm. is not a team that you want to play on on the last on the last game, especially because Wolves also have quite everything a quite a bit for. of uh, everything to play for in terms of Europa League spots. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Chelsea is going to win. I definitely hope they don't, but I think uh, it's just something about that Chelsea team which tells me they're going to win. I don't know what it is, but it's just a very bad feeling that I have they're going to win. I just hope they don't. Right, you're managing expectations, Nikhil. <laughs> Just in case they win, you're not sad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant games. So, having said that, with all the pressure on Chelsea, there's another team there that has a lot of pressure, and they're in the fifth position, one point behind, one point behind third and fourth place. That is Leicester City. They'll be playing United. Oh man, you don't know how nervous I am. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> going to be that. I think United, if we get an early goal, we're sorted. Uh, if we start the game well, get an early goal, uh, I think we don't have to worry too much. I don't think Leicester can score more than a goal. I'm pretty nervous about Vardy, man. He's kind of found his touch back, and I think with his pace and movement, he's going to be making Maguire very nervous. But Maguire has played with Vardy for four seasons. Well, Vardy has played with Maguire for four seasons. <laughs> yeah, and Maguire can be flat, flat-footed sometimes, and uh, you know, Vardy. I, I, I can already, already visualize it that you know, Vardy is going to run past Maguire. Well, I don't even know how to preview that game, dude. It's so yeah, it can go both ways. It can go so both ways. I was watching Leicester lose to uh, Tottenham the other day and Leicester's one of their players made too many mistakes uh, on which side did he play he played as a left back let me try to get his name I am talking about Luke Thomas Luke Thomas is a person I'm talking about he played left back and he made a silly amount of errors uh, uh, during the game he gave away the ball so many times so I think our right side which is probably not our best side uh we might have a good chance when we press luke thomas if he's going to play i think he's going to play because chilwell is out with an injury i'm not wrong so i think mason is going to take him on hopefully mason takes him on i'm i'm just looking at their starting 11 last uh, for the last match 
Ryan Bennett was extremely poor and both their wing backs James Justin and Luke Thomas they're really young players uh, who have a who have at least a couple of mistakes in them i'm starting to feel a little bit more confident uh, we shouldn't make any silly errors i think that goes without saying especially yeah, uh, Pogba in the defensive half giving away the ball or thinking he can just play volleyball with the football hmm. <laughs> as long as we don't do any of those i th- i think i'm confident yeah i would be very confident if we get uh, luke shaw back for this game but then mm. post lockdown he's been fantastic he's been absolutely yeah. fantastic he's making those runs which he always wanted our left back to make we spoke about this previously like he's making those yeah. uh, uh overlaps and underlaps getting into the box he's helping uh, marcus marcus performs well when he has luke shaw with him i think it's also uh, ole ole has uh, given out spe- specific instructions to the left back every single mm. time because i i saw brandon also do the exact same thing against west ham yesterday uh, yeah. and i think greenwood greenwood got a shot uh, block yeah blocked at the end he of sat, it but i think uh, brandon sat someone on his ass <laughs> Uh, yeah. the edge of the box yeah he did but yeah i would definitely be more confident for this game with luke shaw so at this moment your third and fourth is go my third and fourth is united and chelsea in that order in that order i think we'll 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 get a win i think we will get a win but i won't be surprised if it's a 1-1 or a 0-0 against leicester uh which i hope is the case and chelsea lose so that uh, united and leicester getting the champions league spots but uh, i think uh, united will get a 2-1 win over leicester and chelsea the same against wolves and it's going to be united third and chelsea fourth i def- i have a strong feeling that wolves are going to pull one on lampard on sunday and yeah i think it's going to be united and leicester in 3 and 4 So for United and Leicester to go through has to be a United draw. And Leicester yeah. match has to be a has draw. Be. Yeah, has to be a draw. At least or Leicester has to win. Yeah, if Leicester wins and uh, Chelsea lose, do we still go through? Yes. We are ahead wow. of Chelsea. Wow. On goal difference. <laughs> this is mental. I can't believe this set of formulation <laughs> and combinations. So if unless unless we lose by uh, I think 20 goals <laughs> and we are on equal points with chelsea that's the only way chelsea will be above us that's mad in it what do you think sanjay who's getting third and fourth will united beat leicester i honestly you know i'm confident but i'm confident we won't lose to them right we are a very tired side unless we make a really silly error I don't think Leicester can score either. I can honestly see United and Leicester be a draw. I I don't see Chelsea winning against Wolves. Yeah. So, you guys give me so answer. much hope which I need. So, you know, at the end of end of the day, I think it will be United and Chelsea going through uh because Chelsea might just uh, sneak in a draw against Wolves. But uh, I will be hoping for a Wolves win and a draw against Leicester. So, call me a United <laughs> fan. <laughs> brilliant that's the best outcome of the lot the absolute best case scenario so now that we have our third and fourth sorted uh what about your 18 19 and 20 our uh, 20 is done done in dusted 18 17 18 19 is teams that are in the relegation battle 
are uh, Watford, Bournemouth, and Aston Villa. And it can be any one or any of the two that are going down. No one can say. And surprisingly, in the last game week, uh, Aston Villa with a victory against Arsenal of all teams. Against Banter FC. Against Banter FC. Arsenal just put off an Arsenal, didn't they, last week? So, speaking of Arsenal doing in Arsenal, Arsenal faces Watford next, Watford. Who, who are in the relegation zone, equal on points with Aston Villa and just one goal separating them in the difference. <laughs> So, oh. will Arsenal do an Arsenal again? And I'm hoping Troy Deeney does a Troy Deeney again and gets his team out of trouble. I, for some reason, I have I have something for this guy. You know, like you look at him, he's got this attitude about himself. He's been to prison once. <laughs> if I'm not wrong. I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just entertaining when you have such characters yeah. to watch. He's out. a character and that the Premier League needs. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. hope. He and uh, I think we all want Watford to stay up because they defeated uh, Liverpool and stopped the invincible, supposedly invincible season. So I would, so we all would love Watford. That was to the stay. highlight of my season. So you, who do you think is going to stay safe? I think uh, who do I think is going to stay safe? Uh, I think who do you think and who do you want? I don't think it's going to happen for Bournemouth. Because they do have an outside chance if they win against Everton. But I don't see them defeating Everton. Hmm. Who do you want to uh, stay, stay in the Prem for next season? Honestly, I couldn't care less. But uh, watch out <laughs> for the sake of them beating Liverpool. Bants. Yeah. Bants. Yeah. Just for that. What for? Rakshit, I'm assuming uh, you agree with Nikhil. Yes, totally. I want to see Troy Deeney and Ismail Saar <laughs> play in the Premier League. <laughs> But do you think Watford will stay? Oh, uh, why not? It's Arsenal they're playing against. Uh, they have a very good chance if they back themselves. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Sanjay? I, I, I think I think Villa will stay. Villa will uh, stay stay in the Premier League. I agree with uh, both of you. I would love to see Watford stay in the Premier League and beat Liverpool every time they think they can have an invincible season. <laughs> Now, but very exciting final day. Uh, nervous, exciting. It's going to be mint. It's going to be beautiful. Perfect ending to the perfect season. Not the perfect season. Perfect ending to a bad season, I would say. Hopefully a perfect ending to a Hopefully a perfect ending to a bad season. All so, right. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that pretty much sums up what we wanted to cover and brings us to the end of our first episode, I believe was very exciting to speak to you guys and um, fans of other sports don't go anywhere we are planning to come back with more episodes with more exciting content from the world of sports we really need your support to grow and uh, i hope uh, you guys can understand how passionate we are about this and uh, we really want to do it with you guys uh, so feel free to reach out to us on our instagram at the sports half or slide into our DMs like you'll slide into a tackle. Hit us up with all your opinions and uh, tell us about the topics we discussed. Give us your opinions about the topics we discussed and let us know if there's anything else that we have missed and you'd like for us to cover. We'd really love to give it a shot. We're all uh, this together. This is new for us and uh, we'd really like some constructive criticism from your end to if that can help us grow. Thank you all for tuning in and join us soon on our next episode.